Welcome to 90% Mental. I'm your host, Grant Parr, and thank you for joining us for our 10th episode. Well, if you're a baseball player and you want to increase your mental game, you have to listen to this podcast. Today, I have Steve Springer, who is the performance coach for the Toronto Blue Jays and who has also played in the major leagues for 14 years. And 11 of those years, he played in AAA. This dude knows his stuff. If you want to increase your game, you want to understand a little bit more how to control your mind and your breath, this guy has a lot of answers. So today we're going to talk about letting go of the batting average and also how we can control our breath and control our game and slow the game down. So let's go talk to Steve Springer and get our minds right. Hey Steve, how are you? I'm good, Grant. Good to be here, buddy. Thanks for having me on. You bet, man. I'm excited to have you on my show today i think uh my listeners that are baseball players and baseball lovers and and baseball players that want to increase their mental game are going to um really enjoy this podcast and learn a lot from from what you have to say well i hope so (laughs) it's been uh it's been a good run man i mean i I believe that the mental side is, is everything you know we always talk about the mind uh the approach and mechanics all three important you know i believe it's in that order until i don't know i I think you could flip-flop how you feel in the approach you know that i'm sure we'll get into a little bit later on you know hunting speeds and and looking for uh certain pitches and certain counts and stuff like that but the mental side's everything for me and and too many players let their mind get in the way of their ability instead of help their ability and this is what you know we're both trying to do is help kids and parents basically get out of their own way Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, you, you've created a company called Quality at Bats and it's definitely an incredible program. You, you definitely developed a CD and, and there's a lot of a weekly literature, um, digital letters that you push out for people that are involved with Quality at Bats. But why don't you tell me a little bit about what Quality yeah. Bats is all about and, and why you developed this company? Well, I, I, you know, everybody's got a story, and, and, and I'm basically just telling my story every day. I mean, I, I'm like Millie Vanilli, man. I'm a one-hit wonder, <laughs> but it's a hit. You know, there's so many kids out there that are undersized and small, and and when I was a freshman in high school, I was 4'11", 90 pounds. Uh, I got three at-bats. I'm from Huntington Beach, California, which Marina High School. I have a brother that played six years of pro baseball that was a year older than me, and I probably made the team because he was the star of the team. Uh, like I said, I got three at bats my sophomore year. I grew a couple inches, stayed on soft frost, uh, got to play. My next year, all my buddies are on varsity. Uh, I was on JV as a junior. Uh, my senior, I'm 5'8", 140 pounds. Now I'm the small senior in, in high school, and uh, you know I'm going to show them I can play. I had nobody ahead of me, uh, but I had a sophomore take my job, so I didn't start my senior in high school. There's 50 schools within 50 miles of me. My brother goes to Golden West Junior College. Uh, I didn't get one phone call, so I'm thinking the coach knows I'm going to come there. You know, he, he didn't even have to call me because uh, he didn't. <laughs> and I ended up going to Golden West Junior College for the summer program, and I got cut. So you're talking to a guy that didn't start as a senior in high school and got cut in college. And, you know, fortunately, three days later, my brother came home with the uniform because three guys quit. So I was 19 years old, freshman in college. I got three at-bats the whole year. I coached first base. Uh, and I ended up playing in the big leagues. So when I go speak and try and inspire kids before I even talk about the mental side, you know, too many kids are quitting this game at 13 years old because of the pressure that's put on by the one who loves them the most. That's us parents and Johnny Testosterone uh, coach yelling at my 10-year-old. Right. And I, I get the emails. And so it's like, 
You know, I want these kids to, to continue to play when they get their young man body, let alone their man body. Um, and, you know, I ended up playing in the big leagues. You know, fortunately, I grew four inches when I was 20. Uh, I went from a second string, second baseman to an all-conference shortstop. Uh, I had a full ride to UCLA. Uh, greatest five days of my life. So I looked at my transcripts. I hated school, so I couldn't get in. Uh, so I tell the kids, get good grades. Let your ability dictate where you're going to go to school uh, and not your grades. And I ended up going to University of Utah, and that's the best thing about baseball because whether you're in travel ball, high school, college, pro, uh, you're going to be evaluated, evaluated every single day that you play. And fortunately, there were 50 scouts there to see Rick Aguilera, Wally Joyner, and Corey Snyder, all 10-year, 15-year big leaguers. And I went 5-5 five five that day. And uh, there was a New York Mets scout there, and I get drafted by the New York Mets and uh, ended up playing 14 years professionally, spent 11 years in AAA, played in 1,591 minor league games, and I had 1,592 hits. I was really glad to see that. Wow. Uh, and I ended up getting two hits in each league in the big leagues. And you know, it doesn't sound that great a career until you know the past and, and people tell me I'm too small and you're only here because your brother and and thank God I didn't listen to them. And I, I met a guy named Tommy McCraw who was a mental hitting coach. He rode, he'd come into, I was in Tidewater for six years. He'd come in there and uh, he was awesome. He, he made me, he got me thinking right. He made me feel confident. And, was, you know, he'd come in for three days and I'd carry it for three days because I'm an idiot. Uh, I'd forget it, but as dumb as I was, I was smart to realize when that guy was running, I was good. And so I went to his room to tape a quarter at the time, and uh, he talked about me uh, and what I needed to do to play in the big leagues, in his opinion. And for 20 minutes, it was about me and, and hunting speeds and watching the pitcher and you know just a bunch of other mental stuff, and, and it basically changed my life because I listened to it every single day for seven years. And it's like I've always said, we give ourselves too much credit to remember what we're taught. You know, if you make somebody better, Grant, in what you're doing, you got to get something on audio with that kid because we don't live with them. So when I was with the Blue Jays, I made a, an audio CD for every single Blue Jay player. Every Blue Jay player has him and I talking about him for 10, 15 minutes. And that CD changed my life. And that's how I made my CD because I was trying to help kids uh, like Tommy helped me. Man, that's awesome, man. Your your story as far as never giving up, um, regardless of what people said, didn't matter what your stature was. But it kind of reminds me a little bit of, of the Michael Jordan story, a little bit different. But, you know, him getting cut from high school and, and people telling him that, you know, he wasn't big enough and good enough. And uh, he overcame that kind of like you did. But it's, it's interesting when you come across a, an individual like Tommy McGraw, because I really, truly believe in your work and my work that this really affects athletes. I don't care what, what level you have to focus on the mental game. And when I was playing college football um, at the Division II level, I didn't have anybody like you or myself. And if I did have somebody there, I would have probably played a couple more years, but I was done. After 13 years of football, I was done. But I, I needed somebody to help me get my mental game going. So, you know, guys like Tommy McGraw and yourself are, are I believe they're vital in this game, um, in, in any game, in any sport. So I, I love what you're doing and I, and I love how people affected you to get you to where you are today. Well, I, I think it's about life. I mean, you know, I mean, we, yeah, baseball is the greatest analogies for life. I mean, too many, too many players let their mind get in the way of their ability. Too many players like yesterday play today. Too many people like yesterday get in the way of today. 
I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm still going to sin. I just want to sin less, you know. But I, I like yesterday sins affect me today, and it's crazy, you know. And, and I, I believe that I'm a belief coach. I'm a compete coach, right? And like we talked about earlier, if we're just we're just teaching mechanics as coaches, we're serving the appetizer and we're skipping the dinner, right? And this is why there's 40 rounds in the draft, and because you know, this is why first rounders can't get out of a ball. You know, they got all the ability in the world. If this was just about mechanics and ability, then every top 10 round pick should spend 10 years in the big leagues. And, and there's no exact science to it. And, and this is why guys that don't even get drafted but sign for a plane ticket have played in the big leagues. Because it's about the compete. It's about the mind. It's about the heart. It's about learning how to get great at being a better competitor than you are a player. And now we're not going to underachieve. But, you know, there's no such thing as an overachiever in the big leagues. Right. Dustin Pedroia is not an overachiever. He's, he's five foot seven and he's friggin' good. Right. But do you know how many underachievers there are? And how many guys that let their mind get in the way of their ability? It's mind blowing. And I've been in pro baseball for 35 years and I've seen guys, you know, and, and you learn, you get all these experiences and you say, man, this guy's a can't miss. And he missed because he had no mental game. Then you get a guy that's just like this, you know, defensive type player. And, but he's a gamer. He's a great competitor. And, and he ends up playing 10, 15 years in the big leagues. You know, I always talk about, uh, you know, too many players play this game with tension, anxiety, and pressure instead of calmness, toughness, and focus. And I, it's one of my go-to lines when I speak. If you want to play this game with tension, anxiety, and pressure, go join the military. Because that's where that's at. We're playing baseball. It's not a three-hour timeout. Nobody's in trouble. Uh, and if you can play with calmness, toughness, and focus, and if you're going to play at the highest level out of all those three, toughness is the number one thing that you have to bring to the table every single day. Because we're playing the game where you can do everything right and go over four. Right. I hit three balls right on the screws right at somebody in baseball says, I suck. And then I do nothing right, and now I know I suck, and, and now all of a sudden, you know, you're in that funk, and now you need more BP. No, you don't need more BP, bro. Get great at playing every single day like it's opening day. And nobody in the history of baseball has ever walked up and played on opening day with no confidence ever because they got no yesterday beating them up yet, right? And I, I shot out a tweet today. I mean, you know, you, know, you ever play out of give a crap mode and you start hitting, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you start hitting, you start giving a crap again. So my whole thing, when I talk to all these big leaders that call me and all-stars in colleges and whoever calls me, dad of a 10-year-old, you know, this is about competing with confidence, with an attainable goal to hit the ball hard and help your team win. And if you get great at that, if you get great at playing in I don't give a crap mode and opening day mindset every single day, now your abilities are going to come out. Because if you like your abilities and your abilities aren't showing up, it's not your abilities problem. It's what you're thinking, what you think you feel. I mean, that sounds like a, like a psychologist. I can't spell psychology. <laughs> I know it starts with an S, and that's about it. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> uh, that, that's good stuff, man. That is, uh, honestly, that's preaching the gospel right there. I think all that's 100% true. You know, as you're talking about the mental game, from your perspective, what do you think mentally tough means to you? Well, you know, you, you, you always hear about the it factor you know, and that guy that just gets it. And, and, and you need to learn how to handle failure. And, 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 in, and in order to do that, I, I believe you need to change what you think success is. Because like what we just talked about, I do everything right. Baseball says I suck. I do nothing right. And I know I suck. And now all of a sudden you get the wrong guy playing. Because every player has two players in them. I got a confident Mark Trumbo, who's a star, and I got a non-confident Trumbo, who's not very good. 
that guy's not showing up anymore. You know, I've been talking to Trumbo since he was in, in double A and he's so great at playing and I don't give a crap mode. And as much as we talk about it, as much as we, you know, go over it, there's something about going over four where you lose your memory, you know, it's in our DNA. And now all of a sudden you start worrying about, you know, the, the batting average and you're one for 20, right? And then you go three for four and you're still four for 24. The media wants to keep you in your stats and stats are evil. And Mark even told me, he said, I'm only, I'm only concerned, concerned with stats that can't go down. You know, bombs, doubles, ribbies, something like that. Right. You know, but, but that, that batting average, buddy, is the biggest trap in the game. And it's my main vein when I speak, and I'm telling you that your career starts when you say, I don't care what I hit. Until there's a hard-hit contact title in the big leagues, like I netted more balls than anybody in baseball, and it was a top 10 in the paper on the Internet nowadays, and they gave it out a trophy, like a big old gold trophy, lining out's going to suck because the batting average is never going to go away. Right. Once they have that hard-hit contact title, and then all of a sudden you line out and somebody says, way to swing it, you'll say thank you <laughs> instead of, yeah, right, buddy. Because there's no reward for lining out anymore. It's always about getting hits, and it's nine against one. And so we think we should get a hit every at-bat, and it's nine against one. If I'm the pitcher, I'm pissed off when you get a hit with those odds, and we think we should get a hit every time we put the ball in play. And that's where the trap is. And you can get great at getting, it's like I talk about four things, walking up to play with confidence, with an attainable goal to hit the ball hard, tech inside part of the pitch I'm looking for. And if we had a game tonight, I'm looking to get 25 confident players to show up to help my team win the game. And if you can do that, buddy, I'm telling you right now, there's magic in that. I've talked to some of the top colleges in the country. I spoke to the University of Texas in 2012 with Augie Garrido. And I was... Uh, 2012, if they go 6-0 and with two weeks to go, they don't make their conference championship. I didn't know how they were doing. I was in town. I knew their, their coach, Tommy Nicholson. I said, you want me to speak to your team? He's like, oh, dude, there's no way Augie's going to pay you, man. I mean, we, we're, if we go 6-0, and we don't make the conference championship. I said, I'll do it for free. So I go in there, Grant, I just nail an hour. And I'm about ready to leave the room. I couldn't have spoke better. And Tommy's like, oh, you want to see you again? He's like, okay, buddy, we're going to pay you for that. And I want you in here next year for three days. I went in there the next October for three days with the same exact team with the freshmen and nobody else. It just came in ninth place in their division. And they were one game away from the national championship just by getting 25 confident players to show up. And, and I don't give a crap mode about me and help my team win opening day mindset. And I, I, that's just one example. I mean, I've seen, you know, I spoke to the University of Girls uh, Notre Dame softball team. The word batting average wasn't said the whole year. They had a full-on quality at bat chart. That's all they were doing is getting the right girl playing. And they led the nation in hitting that year. You see, the batting average is never going to go away. Right? There's not, there's not a, a confident batting average stat and a non-confident batting average stat. It has no brain. Right, I'm trying to help you hit your highest batting average, by the way, by getting the right player playing every day. Mm. But we don't do that. We let the non-confident guy play because of stats, and I'm not getting hits. And yet I got a new game, new pitcher, new hero every single night that I play. And too many players are letting yesterday's 0 for 4 or last week's 1 for 20 mindset play today. Man, that's 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 beautiful, man. It's it's I think it's it's actually I think in all sports that we should not really focus on that that average or that stat. But, you know, I was that guy in high school and college that I felt that my stat always represented represented my performance and who I was. 
And until now, I realize I am not my performance. I'm, I'm bigger than my performance. And also, this stat doesn't really define who I am. And I think with kids right now that are chasing that scholarship and chasing getting, you know, picked in the fifth or first or fifth round of, you know, LMB draft, you know, they need to start realizing the bigger picture is not about hitting the home runs and having the, the batting average. It's about doing your job and doing it right and be mentally tough in that process. Absolutely. It's about getting the right guy playing. Yeah. I mean, if we, if, if we all agree that we got two players in us, some people have more than two. <laughs> uh, but I got to, uh, you know, it's, you know, this game, it, you cannot play this game with no confidence, man. And so if I'm good when I'm confident, how the frig do I create confidence is the question. This is why you change what you think success is. And you hit the ball hard, you win. You get a hit, it's a bonus. Get great at lining out. Good hitters line out more. When I was with the Blue Jays, we, we used to give away uh, Best Buy gift cards, three $25 gift cards per week, per team, and whoever has the most quality at bats gets a gift card. Well, we had one guy go one for 20, and he got, a, he got one hit. He got a couple bunts down. He got a couple guys over, running around second, nobody out. He hit seven balls right on the screws right at somebody. He hit under 100 for the week, and he won a card because he had 12 really good at bats out of 20. Right, we have an annual award. Whoever has the most quality at bats gets a nice max bat trophy. It's the highest award for the Blue Jays hitters. And we have a guy named David Cooper hit two fifty five, and he won the award. He had more quality at bats than anybody. He had twenty bombs and eighty RBIs. By the way, uh, he took the same approach what we teach in Triple A. He won a bat. He tied at three sixty five. Didn't change a thing. And his favorite line in what I teach is good hitters line out more. Mm. That made some sense to this guy because he lined out one and a half times a game, right? You never seen Joe Maurer beat up a trash can because he knows he could hit. It's that guy that lines out every fourth game. Oh, I'm so unlucky. <laughs> no, bro, you can't hit. Right. You know, we got we to get great at laying out. AJ Pollock's like my son, right? Center fielder for the Diamondbacks. He got my CD when he was in college, and he could he could give this interview for me. I mean, he knows everything I'm going to say before I say it. And as good as he is, it's like what I talk about. There's something about going over four where you lose your memory. And last year he came back from the arm injury and he, dad, just, you know, hadn't played for five months. And he comes back and just doing okay. And he shoots me a text. He said, Spring, it's been a tough two weeks, but I will line out five times tonight. I tell these guys, see, you can line out five times. Put you in an aggressive mindset. They hit the ball hard and you win mindset. And what he said and what he meant are two different things. What he said was he's still thinking about the last two weeks being tough. And so I call him out and say, buddy, I know what you're saying. I get it. But you just told me that you're still thinking about the last two weeks. I got a new game, new pitcher, new hero tonight. Yeah. No part of that last two weeks being tough to play. And he said, you're right. I, I am. But I will line out five times tonight. I'm like, good, do it. I get a text from him after the game. He said, spring my bat. I only lined out once. He went four for five with a bomb and two doubles. Beautiful. Just by getting the right guy playing. AJ Pollock's an absolute star mentally. Awesome. You know, you bring up, you know, when a, when a player goes 0-4 and they lose their memory, you know, I've, I've actually worked with a, with a few baseball players and uh, one that comes to mind always, always when he swings in the dirt and swings at a bad pitch, he, he hangs on to that bad pitch for half the game. And it's interesting. It's like, you know, when I'm talking to this individual, I always tell him like, when you hang on to that pitch, when you have to bat in the next couple, two or three more times, how does that serve you? How does that make you a better baseball player? How can you control that? you got to let that go. You can't bring that into your next at bat 
because you can't be present and pre and be present to the moment and to be the right player at that right time. And they just, there's players that just, they want to hang on to stuff that they can't control. Well, I agree. Too many players, look, they, they focus on the negatives rather than the positives. Right. And, and like when I used to swing at a breaking ball, cause trust me, I could, I could chase a slider with the best of them. That's most right-handed hitters. And I, I was almost at the end of my career. Okay. Well, I just chased that one. At least I know I'm going to get it again. <laughs> Maybe he'll hang it, you know? So all of a sudden I'm going to start looking for something I'm going to get rather than what I want to hit. Right. You know, too many, hit, too many hitters are looking for everything. They're not ready for anything. You know, it's one of my lines. Uh, if I told you, here comes a fastball 100%, you can't put a good swing on it. Then go play soccer, right? You got to be able to do that. But sometimes it's okay to sit off speed if you think you're going to get it. We could all hit the breaking ball machine in the cage, and it turns invisible during the game. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. You know, you you also talk about on your CD, which I love. You focus on breathing. How vital is it for a hitter to really control his breath? Well, it's not only in the batter's box, it's on the baseball field. I, I believe that you're going to be your best athlete when your heart beats between 60 and 80. I tell these kids, the only time I want your heartbeat over 80 is when you hit a triple. And that's it. Uh, loose muscles are quick muscles. You know, I call it dancing with the pitcher when I'm hitting. I'm going to time my breathing off of his actions. And, you know, I'm the girl, so, I, you know, I'm a, you know my heartbeat is nice and relaxed. And then all of a sudden, he's about ready to make the pitch. And I want my energy up in my chest and taking a controlled, violent swing and using my breathing for, for power. You know, it's like if you bench press, you don't take the bench press down and blow out. You breathe in with bringing it down so you can explode blowing it out. So that's what I talk about dancing with the pitcher with, you know, when I'm hitting and take controlled, violent swings. And this is what you got to do, man. It is the heartbeat. And it's not, it's not only in hitting, it's on defense and, and just playing the game relaxed. You know, when I used to see a guy, when I used to scout, and I'd see a guy up there just as tense as he could be and gripping the bat, and, and, and it would actually make me hyperventilate in the stands. You know, it would affect my breathing. Right. <laughs> so we we got to slow the game down. You want to make 94 look 84? Slow your feet down. Get your heartbeat down. You want to make 94 look 104? Get your heartbeat going. Get your feet going quick. It'll look 104. And, you know, I believe that breathing and, and like I said, loose muscles are quick muscles. You got any tension, it's tension's not good. Absolutely. You know, some of the things that I say, actually there's a statement that I say when I'm, when I'm working with any athlete to slow down their game. I always say slow is smooth and smooth is quick. So if you slow it down and you get it down to a very a smooth, whatever it is, the delivery of throwing, hitting, catching, it's going to allow you to be quick. And, and you bring something up on your CD as well of, of having, um, I believe you say, is it slow feet, fast hands, quiet mind? Uh-huh, quiet head, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it goes back to you want fast speed, it slows your hands down. I remember Nolan Arenado called me one night. He said, man, my, my, my feet are fast. My hands feel slow. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's a quick little remedy. Slow your feet down. And next night he hits two bumps, seven rabies. You know. See, I, I, it's like I said, like we give ourselves too much credit from what we're taught. I, I had to do four things to be successful. And so I wrote those four things down on a piece of white athletic tape, and I stuck it in my helmet. So 500 at-bats a year, I'm not going two weeks, oh, 
you know, call backside or breathe or, you know, attack the inside part of the ball. You know, those are three of the four things that I had to do to be successful. So as you figured out, I'm not that smart to remember that every day. So I wrote it down on a piece of tape, stuck it in my helmet. I didn't go, like I said, two weeks now, man, breathe. And I, I think that's absolutely vital. Every Blue Jay player has something in their helmet with a little reminder, whether it's hit ball hard, you win, compete. Uh, you know, it's not about you. See, too many players make it about them. And this is never about you. It's about you helping your team. Those are two completely different players. Right. But we get so caught up in me and how many hits am I getting. And, and now all of a sudden i got to take a, a hundred extra soft toss to get my swing right. Dude, your swing's fun. It's your approach. It's your mind. You know, and all of a sudden we get we get great at being a better competitor than we are a player. We get great at hunting speeds, right? And it's really, really hard getting 94 and 79 at the same time. Well, why would I want to until I get two strikes on me? I mean, controlling that box. And, you know, you, you, you touched it earlier about, you know, your stats, and you, you think that this is you need to put up stats so you can move, so you can get drafted. Well, I always felt I had to hit 300. So then all of a sudden I go over four and hit three balls around the screws and I'm in the ninth inning with game on the line and I'm looking at the lineup thinking, oh crap, if two guys get on, I got to hit again because I make it about me. When I said I don't care what I hit, I could be over four, four strikeouts. I'm looking at that same lineup in the ninth and I need two guys down so I can be the hero. That's the mindset that you need to bring to the table. I was at a Christian retreat with my wife about eight years ago now and I'm in a little seven-man group. It's called PAO, all big leaguers, minor leaguers, and their wives. And I had to introduce myself. I didn't know anybody. I said, my name's Steve Spram, the mental coach. And I see this 20-year-old kid just smiling. And I said, you got my CD, don't you, buddy? So I can't believe you're here. <laughs> and uh, says, I can't wait till I tell my brother-in-law you're going to flip. I said, who's your brother-in-law? He said, Ben Zobrist. Well, I meet Ben Zobrist, the MVP of the World Series last year. He said, Spring, I got your CD when I was 25 years old in A." And two years later, I was a major league all-star because I said, I don't care what I hit. And I got the right Ben Zobers playing every single day. Awesome. And so, I mean, I believe in what I teach, whether I'm talking to Ben Zobers or the dad of a 10-year-old, uh, my message is the same. I think that's the best thing about it. You know, I'm a compete coach, a belief coach uh, that knows a little bit about baseball. That's awesome, man. I, that's awesome. Man, I could talk to you all day. I think you you definitely you know the game mentally. You know how to teach it. You know how to, it just it seems like your your style and your vibe. You know how to really get into the minds of a baseball player. Obviously, it, it helps because you played in the big leagues for so many years. It's just awesome to hear hear you preach the gospel. One thing that I wanted to kind of ask you before we end the, the show here, I just wanted to ask you this question because. As I'm in my work and I'm working with all levels, high school, uh, college, aspiring Olympians, it seems like as I'm getting into more of the college and above, a lot of the athletes and coaches and programs, they get the mental game. They understand how vital it is. I think that high school athletes, they get it, but doing the work, it's, it's uncomfortable and it's hard. So... If there was a, an athlete or a coach at the high, high school level and says, "Hey Springer, you know what does this mental game do for me?" Well, how would you how would you answer that question? How would you get them to to kind of buy into this whole process? 
Well, I think they've probably played so long with no mental game, and they're frustrated. So, I mean, what's the alternative? Doing what you're doing right now or, or grasping a mental game? See, I give all the Blue Jay players, when they first come in, they're 18 years old. They've never gotten one for 20. And all of a sudden, they pop their first one for 20, and they walk around like somebody stole their dog. I'm like, you better hope that's immaturity, not makeup. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I will give all these kids a big picture. Right, this 18-year-old kid that thinks he's the next Mike Trout, and I said, but if, if I told you that you could be a 25-year-old big leaguer and get 10 years in deal or no deal, their initial thought is, no, I don't want to wait that long time in the big leagues. So that's not the question, deal or no deal. And they're going to say deal because they want their 10 years in. Well, that's 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. That's seven years you're not playing in the big leagues. That's seven years to get great at learning how to show up and be a pro and show up with the right player. And you can just see the freedom in their brain go, oh, thank you. You know, and, and so I would give these kids a big picture. What is our attainable goal? What's our goal? You know, you, you're talking about a guy – you know, in, in, that's a ninth grader. Well, I tell them, you know what? You're playing for sure another eight years. You're playing four years in high school and four years in college. There's so many colleges across the country that are looking for kids that get good grades to come play. And now, if you play pro ball, now we're playing another 18 to 25 years. So how important is yesterday's 0 for 4 in your little brain? And it's, it's only important if you let it affect you in a negative way. Right. It's, it's like harder on the teeth, man. You keep doing it enough and enough and enough. It's hard, to, it's hard to stop. And this is why I love the mindset of opening day every day. There's freedom in that thinking. I love the mindset of playing I don't give a crap mode about me. This is not about you. It's about you helping your team win today. Yesterday's over, tomorrow's not here. It's about today, but we let yesterday get in the way of today. Right. And not only in baseball, but in life. So I think if I could just... You know, and wrapping it up, man, let's get great at playing with the right player. Let's get great at playing, and I don't give a crap mode about me. Let's get great playing like every single day's opening day. I I told Paul Goldsmith, first base with Dimebacks, Paul turned him on to me. He was hitting 180 with two home runs his first year, and about ready to get sent down. He said, call this guy. So I get called from Goldsmith. I don't even know what he looks like. I told him the same thing I told dad of a 10-year-old, man. Your career starts today when you say, I don't care what I hit. We talked for about two minutes. Thank God he got two hits that night. He started a 17-game hitting streak with eight home runs. And I said, buddy, we're going to have 162 opening days. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, you ever walk and play on opening day with no confidence? He's like, I love opening day. I said, 162 of them then. He's like, that's friggin' brilliant. That's awesome. <laughs> it's freedom. See, we got to give ourselves freedom from ourselves. And, 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 and you know what? It's, it's such a, I think I thought about that at 2 in the morning going to the bathroom, man. Every day is opening day. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that, that analogy. I love the mentality of it. You know, all of us athletes, we want to put so much pressure, and we are the ones that create the pressure. We, we create it. And if we can just allow ourselves to understand it's opening day, it's you have no average, play the game that you love and trust your process, man, like you, you let go of all that pressure, all that heaviness. Oh, there's no doubt. And this, I mean, this is the best thing about, you know, my CD and, and, and AJ Pollock told me listed over a thousand times in college. You know, my website is qualityatbounce.com. I got an online academy. 
with over a hundred videos and audios and kids could download their swing and we'll take a look at them. And it's like $89 for the year. And you could access what I teach 365 days a year. Yeah. And I, for my listeners, man, check this out. I, I, every week Steve is sending out little tidbits and videos. Um, he's, he's, He's definitely reassuring what he's talking about. He's revisiting what he's talking about on a CD. It's awesome, and you'll learn a ton in a very short amount of time. And, and Steve, where can they follow you on social media? Uh, well, definitely get my newsletter. That's what you're talking about right now. Yeah. You can get it at, well, at BassAcademy.com. Uh, I'm big on Twitter. I throw out tweets every day and Facebook are my two main ones. Uh, like I, I got a guy named Mark Brooks that basically is runs my academy. Uh, he played four years college baseball. I mean, he knows what I'm going to say before I say it. We've been together seven years and uh, does a great job, uh, you know, doing interviews and, and teaching also. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, hey, Steve, man, this has been incredible. It's been an honor. I would love to have you back on my show, maybe uh, when the playoffs are coming around or maybe during the All-Star break. I'd love to have you back on the show. That'd be great, but I appreciate you, Grant. Keep teaching the mental side, brother. I will do that. Have a good day. All right, brother. All right, see you.